This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by our proud sponsors at Kingdom Strollers, providing premium stroller and crib rentals, delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando Resort hotel or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. So book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. And at MousePros.com. Let these Disney travel specialists help plan your next Disney vacation. MousePros.com offers free concierge service to help guide you every step of the way in planning your perfect Disney vacation. Let them sweat the details so you can focus on the fun. Visit MousePros.com for a free no-obligation quote. Ask for Tiki Bird Sean or any of our friendly agents. And now, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 141 for the week of July 3rd, 2016. Hello and happy 4th of July to all our American listeners out there. And for those of you who aren't American or not listening today on the 4th of July when this episode comes out, well then happy Festivus, if that is what's (laughs) happening now. (laughs) <laughs> so this week we are welcoming back a past guest into the Tiki Hut who is now an author and an expert because he is an author on taking your child who is not quite a teenager to Walt Disney World. So everybody, please welcome Tim back into the Tiki Hut. Welcome, Tim. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Oh, Glad you to are be here. welcome. Thank you for taking some time with us and and uh joining us here on the tiki hut it's a little hot today but, uh hopefully you can stay cool ah uh, just got back from the pool so i'll do the best i can all right <laughs> i'm jealous now <laughs> <laughs> so so keith since you yourself are the immature one of the bunch i think you pretty yes. much can relate to this episode that we're having so I can, yeah. I mean, I think that my eternal age is about like ten or twelve. So, yeah, this uh, this kind of fits right into my state of mind. So, <laughs> this is awesome. All right, Tim. So, why don't you reintroduce yourself to our listeners out there and tell them a little bit about yourself, why you love Disney, and tell us about this incredible book that you have completed. Well, I started off a couple years ago, uh, starting out with a blog, which is still going. Though I don't post as frequently as I used to, since I've been spending time writing the book, and that still can be found at dadfordisney.com, and branched out and started to work as a travel agent doing Disney stuff, and then as another way to supplement my income, started to write the book for Theme Park Press, uh, Walt Disney World for Teens and Tweens. So how did the idea come about that you wanted to do this book for for everybody? Because I know a lot of times... As a blogger, you'll sit down and, and you'll start writing stories here and there, but uh, it's not necessarily an easy task to get out there and just to say, you know what, let me just write a book. So what what drove you to that? Well, it started, I'm going to say, about four or five years ago. My daughter had started to reach the point where she was getting, I want to say, too old for the Walt Disney World for 
kids types guides books and she was still too young for the more I guess you would call them adult guidebooks. So I started thinking, you know, there's a void there that could be filled. So I want to say about a year ago, I approached uh, Bob at Theme Park Press with the idea of, hey, there's this need for a guidebook for kids in this teen tween age group. What do you think? And he thought it was a great idea. So what do you think, now that the book is out there, what what part of the book do you think is... is gained garnered the most um input or, or people have you know talked to you most about the part i think they've talked most to us about is the attraction section because what i did is i gave each attraction has a brief you know description that you'll find in pretty much every guidebook but the thing that i added was each attraction has what we call an educational slant Right. Which which are questions that kids could be thinking about while they're on the ride. Because I was thinking that, you know, nine, ten months of the year, kids are in school. So there's a very good chance that this is the kids aren't in school for this trip. So you might have school administrators, teachers who are saying, you know, we really don't like this, but we see that you have this book that has some project ideas so if you went ahead and did a couple of those that would you know make us feel better about this trip so it kind of gives the kids and the parents some ammunition to go back at school administrators who are hesitant to a Walt Disney World vacation during a time when school is in session have you gotten a lot of feedback from teachers then like uh, not necessarily even local teachers from your from your own kid but have there been a lot out there outside the United, you know, all across the United States? I mean, outside of uh, my daughter's fifth grade teacher, I really haven't heard a lot. I've heard a lot from homes from parents who homeschool their kids that oh, you nice. know this is a good idea because it gives us project ideas that we can incorporate into our curriculum that you know we would have never thought of in the first place. That's a nice idea too. I mean, like even if they are, it's like a summer trip. It still gives them ideas for, for the projects for the following year, and it just gives them almost like a easier time of thinking, like of ideas for like future projects as well. Yeah, it was you know some of the thing you know, it's a great learning lab. You've got history, you've got science, you've got. Well, you've got you've even got U.S. history in the Carousel of Progress. You can do you know urban planning with Main Street and how the parks are designed. I mean, it's a great learning lab if you really think about it in a much bigger picture. And so, like, what was the process like to write that? I mean, like, did you partake and ride each ride five times until like inspiration hit, like on what the educational slant would be, or, or, or just did it just pop up easily to you? Uh, it actually depended on the attraction. I mean, for some, like Spaceship Earth, the project ideas pretty much write themselves with that attraction. Right. And then for you know. Some of the other ones, like, you know, Magic Carpets of Aladdin, which is essentially just a spinner ride. You have to, I had to sit there and think about it because I really don't, didn't want to hit history for every attraction. So for some of those 
I kind of approached it more from a, a science aspect of, you know, how does the ride keep the passengers in the seats? What forces are working with or against them as they're, you know, getting spun around the center of the attraction? So, yeah, some of them were pretty easy to write and they just popped in my head. But there were a lot where I actually had to sit there and think what can be applied to this attraction at this time. Right. So, aside from the uh, educational aspects of the book, are there like tips that you have, like for parents to to keep their children interested? I guess. I mean, ten to like like twelve is kind of in the range where if the parents are like a drag and not like fun anymore. And is there like like tips and, and tricks that you have to kind of keep it fun and entertaining? Um, fun and entertaining. What I did with the tip section is I, you know, I put in some tips to, you know, how to keep yourself entertained on how you're getting there. Like, you know, am I stuck in an airplane? Am I stuck in a car? What can I do to entertain myself there? Uh, some tips on how to keep yourself entertained in line. Yeah, some of the lines are interactive, but some of them aren't. What can you do to keep yourself entertained from that aspect in terms of tips to not make your parents a drag i really <laughs> honestly hadn't thought about that at all because <laughs> again just working with my experience my daughter she's starting to reach that point but when i was writing the book she really hadn't thought of us as you know a drag or things that old were... <laughs> yeah <laughs> So what do you think, I don't, I don't know if this is necessarily in your book, um, what do you think, what would you say to us Disney nuts out there who, you know, who go every year and, you know, the kids getting, of course, teenagers not, don't necessarily want to go to Disney, but when they start getting to 9, 10, 11, you know, they're going to start wanting to spend a little bit more time with their friends. How would you try to convince your, your child that going to Disney is, is still fun? I never thought you would need to convince a kid to <laughs> say that Disney is still fun. Well, I mean, it's certainly possible. Once you become teenagers, they're, you know, they're always going to want to be with their friends. friends. And, yeah, of course, you know. But what 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 do you think that as your as your daughter's getting older now, once she starts hitting that point, and you're going to be like, all right, so I I, I still want to go over here. I still want her to go. What are you going to say to her to convince her to still go? Wow. <laughs> Again, I just I just get on the plane. You're going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we you know had to have those types of discussions. Yeah, but I mean, it's vacation. It's what you do. It's what you do when you're part of a family. Is you go on these vacations, and there there's a lot more ways now to stay in touch with the people that you know your friends back home than any of us ever had. I mean, you know, my daughter, yeah, she's 11. She has her own phone. She can call and text and stay in touch with her friends while she's on vacation. Whereas when we went on vacation, we pretty much didn't see our friends for for the week. No, exactly. So, I mean, it's a lot easier for them than it ever was for us. Right. That is true. <laughs> Another part of your book is the planning stages of the trip to keep the children involved in planning. And so they're invested more in your trip. Is that talk a bit about that part? 
I, that was one of the other thoughts that I had when I was writing this book is it could be used as when you're planning that vacation, mom and dad could be sitting down with their guidebook and the kids could be sitting down with this for as their guidebook and they could be going through stuff together like what resort do we want to pick because one of the things in the resort section that I tried to focus on the most for the kids is to them really a bed is a bed it's a hotel room but the thing that would really stand out for them is the pool so I made sure to focus on what the pool is like and briefly touched on you know the dining plan and how that sort of works and restaurants and went out and got quotes from kids throughout the country that are you know part of facebook groups part personal friends part blogging friends who had kids in this age group to get hello hello hey you're back yeah apparently i have no idea what happened all right so where were we I don't know. I was in, you know, midstream and oh, for the planning and how to keep the kids in the planning. Oh, okay. The stages of the yeah, about how you know the parents can sit with their book and the kids can sit with their book and go over everything that they want to accomplish on their trip. They can right. sit there and try to plan out where they want to eat, fast passes they want to go on. I don't know if that made it before I got cut off, but I've got you know. Quotes from kids around the country on, you know, their favorite restaurants and attractions and resorts to try to use that as an impetus to get the reader engaged as to things that might spark their interest. So with your own daughter, do you spend, do you, do you allow her to choose a lot of the restaurants, you know, where you're going to eat at? Is there a lot of input from her for it? Oh yeah, we let, yes, she has a lot of input on, you know where we eat and not so much what resorts we stay at because we're You're, Disney vac- we're a vacation right. club members so we're pretty much locked into Bay Lake Tower and Grand Floridian and she's fine with that as you know most people would be but right. <laughs> but yeah we give her input on uh, fast pass reservations and restaurants and those sorts of things okay and you're like talking with with kids and researching for um, this book. Have you found that there's a like a cutoff age, I guess, for the um, interest in in character dining? I know that there's tons of adults that still enjoy it, but I just wondered like if there was like a age range where it's not quite as popular anymore. Uh, I wouldn't say that there's a cutoff, but what I did notice is there is a change on how the kids view the character meals they start to have their thinking go more in line with the parents of the character meal is an easier way to meet characters like i can see four or five characters in an hour and i'm not waiting much time to meet them and then i can better utilize my time going on attractions in the park okay yeah, that so makes a I lot want, of sense. I want to say that cutoff, I think, is somewhere like in that 8 to 10-year-old range where they start to view a character meal as just a chance to meet characters. And once I've met them, I don't need to meet them in the park. Right. And stand in line and wait for them, you know. Yeah. Yes. So then as far as like the resorts go, 
how much do you address in the book or how much do you personally or how does your daughter handle not necessarily non-park days but days where you're going to spend more time at the pool do they does she participate in you know some of the pool activities that they have around there or is she sort of kind of a little bit too old for it it honestly depends on how many other kids are out there participating okay if she would be like one of like just like two or three she would be very hesitant to do it but if there's a large group she'd be more apt to do it okay so i don't know if that's just her or kids in general but that's what we've noticed with her on times when we've been out at the pool because generally what we do for our park days or most of our days is we'll go to the park in the morning come back to the resort after lunch and then spend most of the afternoon at the resort at the pool that way if one of the infamous florida thunderstorms starts coming through we can get in and get into something safely watch it go by and then once the evening rolls around head back into the park right as far as attractions go is there a point where the show attractions are less popular and the, the coasters are more popular and how would you like address that if the parents are more like fans of the shows than the coasters how would you like split that up and so that everyone is happy oh that that is a a good question because our family is again using our family as the example we're kind of unique is where i'm more of the coaster person in my family and my wife is the more let's sit and watch a show she could really care less about the roller coasters so it's almost a pretty much split if you know because my daughter is one of those she'll go and do anything she'll go see a show she'll go on a roller coaster it then comes down to how do you want to allocate that time do you want to spend all that time as a family seeing the shows because there are some times when everybody doesn't want to see it at which point we just might send my wife off to see the show and my daughter and i'll try to do a roller coaster or attraction or two and we'll come back and meet in an hour it's that is a really hard way to allocate you know time resources because mm-hmm. you know you could have families where you could have two doing one thing two doing another and they could conceivably not even see each other the entire time they're in the parks unless right. they get together for a meal or something right Especially, too, I mean, like, based on the wait times, too. And if you don't have a fast pass, then the two of you are standing for two hours for something while the other two are trying to find like something else to do. So it's not like a family trip, then. It's kind of just like, okay, well, we're just going to split up and meet for dinner <laughs> somewhere. Yes, yeah, that is. And that's kind of sometimes where the, the fast pass planning can come and help to some extent because it can let those who need to go out and do the roller coasters do them and those who need to sh- see the shows do them and then there could be a meeting for the more tamer attractions say like a spaceship earth or a carousel of progress that the whole family could get together and enjoy as a family or even you know the people mover there's plenty of attractions that Disney that do cater to the whole family. That's one of the things we do like about it as opposed to a, you know, local theme park, which is more geared towards those 
thrill attraction. There's yeah, right. There's plenty of attractions at Walt Disney World that everybody can go and enjoy. And it's not necessarily just attractions either. It goes it goes well beyond that, you know, to shows. So restaurants. I mean, there's things as you could do as a family for those dinner shows. And so it's not just the attractions that you're spending time with. It's just it's everything in the parks in general. It's it's meeting characters. It's going to meet the the streetmosphere actors. And you can just an example is I don't know how in depth it is anymore, but at the studios they'll pull. They used to pull full families out onto the street and interact with them on shows. So your whole family can get involved. So that's 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 a great thing about Disney. It's not just for one age group. It's for everyone. Yes, that's one of that's a great point. That's one of the things that we honestly like about it and keeps us going back again and again. And it's the park also just keeps evolving, which means that you've got something new to see or or do or eat pretty much every time you go there. Right. So what do you what are you going to tell what do you tell somebody who who comes to you especially as a travel agent who comes to you who's got uh, kids who are 9 and 10 years old who they kind of think that they're a little bit too old for Walt Disney World. What do you tell them in respect to your book and to and from your personal experience? What do you what are you saying to them to get them to say no this is not just for kids? It's one of those, I start, you know, pointing out, like you said, all of the the shows and, I mean, even some of the tours that, you know, you could do as a family, like going back and enjoying, as strange as it may sound, one of the attractions our family is going back and enjoying living with the land and seeing how farming and that sort of thing takes place and showing them that, you know, the biggest and best roller coasters doesn't mean that you know it's something that you have to do there's times where you just want to slow down and enjoy the tamer attractions and enjoy being together and that's one of those things disney brings everyone together and you don't necessarily not sure how to say this you don't you can yes you can do things apart but there's more things that you can do together than you can apart and there is something there for everyone at Disney. True. Yeah. As far um, as budgeting goes, I know that you um you touch on that in this book as well. Talk about involving them into the uh, the budgeting aspect and kind of understanding the expense of the trip and maybe like a souvenir budget or, or saving Christmas money or birthday money like towards their like fun and purchasing of souvenirs on the trip. Uh, one of the things that you know I wanted to mention with the the budgeting is the way that I felt was if you can attach a dollar figure to how much it you know something costs to do it gives the the kids more of a investment in in the vacation because they see that it isn't yet yeah, there are ways that Disney can be affordable but you know it 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 is a a large expense out of a yearly family budget. Mm-hmm. And so they can see that and hopefully gain some appreciation as to what's going into it and then getting invested in the planning process and then using their own money to help formulate a, you know, a savings budget for souvenirs and 
going down and they can try to find a way to keep track. Well, I came down with $200 and it's a nine day trip and I've spent $70 of my souvenir money on day one. How do I stretch that $130 over the last eight days? Which I'm sure is probably an extremely common occurrence, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, I I don't see it with my daughter. She holds on to every dollar we give her. We go through stuff and we literally find money of hers. But <laughs> most kids, you give them a dollar and you'll be lucky to see it two hours later. Right. <laughs> Before we wrap this up, why don't you tell us, tell our listeners, maybe something in the book that might pique their interest a little bit, maybe just a little tease to get them to check out your book. Hmm. <laughs> oh, a little tease on getting them to, to check out the book. That is, I'll have to uh, see if I have the book in front of me and I will throw out this, we'll call it a free educational slant okay. on the Morocco Pavilion Ooh. at Epcot. All right. And just a, a question to ponder as to what makes Morocco one of the more European of the African countries. So like what in their history made them feel more European than what we think of in terms of a traditional African country. Okay, interesting. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You didn't have to tease us like that. Wow. <laughs> Makes me think now. <laughs> Since you've been on before and you've done the Tiki Lightning Round, we're going to do a part two. So the Tiki Lightning Round strikes twice round. Here we go. Five more questions. Your favorite sit-down restaurant. Favorite sit-down restaurant. Um, Via Napoli in Italy. Favorite attraction to ride at night? I don't know if it's still the same in its new location in New Fantasyland, but at night, one of my favorite attractions to ride at night was Dumbo. It's still a good one. It is. Especially if the fireworks are going off. Favorite Disney villain? Uh, even though they gave her the softer side in her own movie, I'm going to have to go with Maleficent. Favorite Pixar movie? The one I just saw today, Finding Dory. Oh, really? Your favorite park memory with your child? Uh, the favorite park memory is, I'm going to have to say, we were on the Disney Magical Express from our very first trip, and she's looking out the window saying goodbye to everything. Aw. Aw. Nice. All right, Tim. So thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you, where they can find your book, and... Um, you know, just everything about the, you know, your social media. Tell us. All right. Uh, they can find my book by going to Amazon and searching for the title Walt Disney World for Teens and Tweens. Uh, book is available in both paperback and in Kindle. On social media, they can find me on Twitter at Dad for Disney, on Facebook, also dad for disney and they can follow my blog at dadfordisney.com awesome make sure you check it out and um if you read his book let us know thanks right. tim uh thank you thank you for having me on you're welcome 
All right, that's going to do it for this week. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your door. For more information, visit KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Also, check out MyFantasyBands.com where you can get customized Magic Band covers for your next Walt Disney World vacation. And if you use the code ENCHANTEDTIKITALK20, that's ENCHANTEDTIKITALK20, you can get 20% off your next order. So head over to MyFantasyBands.com and check it out. Be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. Comment in the notes at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. Email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. And leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Please like us on Facebook. Check out our store at Redbubble.com. And follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream and MouseWorldVacations.com and MousePros.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dole Whip Daily. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N O R M N B, the number eight and the letter S. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith and our special guest, Tim, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Just make believe You're a tiny little seed A tiny little seed that's reaching up To meet your need With the right amount of faith And the right amount of earth You'll grow to see the sunshine On your day of birth Let's listen to the land we all love Nature's plan will shine above Listen to the land Listen to the land Let's listen to the land we all love Nature's plan will shine upon Listen to the land Listen to the land When springtime comes How can you tell The air is always filled with orange blossom smell Come summertime The warmest sunshine And the world is full of flowers and good melon rhyme Let's listen to the land we all love Nature's plan will shine above Listen to the land Listen to the land Let's listen to the land we all love Nature's plan will shine above Listen to the land Listen to the land When autumn falls It's a harvest show with north winds blowing all the seeds that it must sow Come winter time, the rain must fall Till once again the new year and the springtime call Let's listen to the land we all love Nature's plan will shine above Listen to the land, listen to the land Let's listen to the land we all love Nature's plan will shine above Listen to the land, listen to the land The seasons come and the seasons go 
Nature knows everything that it must know. The earth and man can be good friends. Let's listen so our harvest time will never end. Let's listen to the land we all love. Nature's plan will shine and glow. Listen to the land. Listen to the land. Let's listen to the land we all love. Nature's plan will shine and glow. Listen to the land. Listen to the land. Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Log on to MousePros.com to plan your perfect Disney vacation. And by Kingdom Strollers. Visit KingdomStrollers.com on your next visit to Orlando or call 407-271-5301 for premium stroller and crib rentals. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.